this is Fruit of Thy Spirit Radio. Welcome to Good Friday, April 2nd, 2021. This is our Holy Week series, part three. Here is a little glimpse of Holy Thursday and in review, and then we'll continue into Good Friday. So stay with us until the end. Also remember to join us on Holy Sunday, April 4, 2021, where we will complete our Holy Series. Glory be to God. Today we are here at the ocean, and we are going to talk to the Lord today. This is the Holy Thursday. Holy Thursday is where we're at today. And I'm going to read this passage from Psalms 103. Bless the Lord on my soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord on my soul and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all of your inequities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies your mouth with good things? so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our inequities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. Hallelujah. As a father pits his children, so the Lord pits those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. As a flower in the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone. And its place remembers no more. But the mercy of God is from the everlasting to everlasting to those who fear him. And his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant, to those who remember his commandments, to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, hallelujah. And his kingdom rules all over, hallelujah. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heading the voice of his, hallelujah. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominance. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless you, Father, in the highest of heaven. Hosanna in the highest. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And bless you, brothers and sisters, listening in today to our podcast as we are sitting here on the edge of the ocean of the Mediterranean. So today we're reflecting on Holy Week, and we're on Thursday today, and we're building our podcast for tomorrow. We have lots to review, and we're working to, to make a beautiful podcast for our Good Friday. We look forward to you joining us 
tomorrow. Bless you. You are listening to Fruit of Thy Spirit Radio on Podbean, on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Listening Notes in L.A. This is our Holy Week Series 3. We're going to go into review right now and speak about what we have come about until this time. So we began this series with the story of Lazarus. I began there because this was the miraculous wonder of God himself through Yeshua HaMashiach. He waited beyond three days, but he brought the answer in John eleven twenty five. Jesus spoke and he said, I am the resurrection and the life. And he shared these words with Martha. As she grieved the loss of her brother Lazarus, he said to her, I am the resurrection and the life, and he that believeth in me, though he were dead, shall live, he live. And whoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? And he goes to call Lazarus back to life. He brought him back from the dead. Yeshua's demonstration was before his own crucifixion. He wanted to finally lay out the path needed to follow him to become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. What his believers needed to believe and understand of the power he had held by the power of God. This was not the first time he brought someone to life. He had brought to life a little girl before, but not in front of such a mass of people, such a mass of witnesses. So from here we go to Sunday where he rides into Jerusalem on a donkey. Here he is again, humble himself in front of his people. Remember when his parents came to Bethlehem on a donkey? His riding the donkey fulfilled prophecy by prophet Zechariah. And on Holy Monday, Jesus cleanses the temple. What does he do? Look at Mark eleven fifteen, And you come to Jerusalem. And Jesus went into the temple and began to cast them out that sold and bought in the temple. And overthrew tables from the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations? as stated in Isaiah 56, 7 through 8. But you have made it a den of robbers, as stated in Jeremiah 7, 11. On Holy Tuesday is the incident of the fig tree where Jesus cursed it, and he was given a lesson with that, and we noted in Mark eleven twenty two to 26, where he states, Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, Go throw yourself into the sea, and it does not count in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins." He also was addressed by the Pharisees and the high priest. Remember, he was challenged by the parables, the parables of the two sons, the parable of the tenants, and the parable of the wedding banquet. He also uh, countered these parables 
And he gave an instance where he began to do his rebukes on the same Pharisees because they were hypocrites, because they did not follow what they preached, but they expect others to follow it. So I hope you can go back and look at the series one, two, and three, and it, re it addresses all of these. So we're just doing a little light review today so that we can bring you forward. And on Holy Wednesday is where Judas is busy negotiating for a with a bribe against Yeshua. And if you remember, we also did recently a podcast about the principles of Yeshua HaMashiach, which was episode 18. I encourage you to review that because it also talks about all the men that betrayed Jesus. So it brings us to Holy Thursday, which is a very, very important day because we're going to be looking at the upper room, Jesus and his disciples, and the washing of the feet. And then we're going to go into Good Friday. So we're going to pause right now. And give a special thanks for the following Sweet Hour of Prayer by GospelRiver.com Okay, my brothers and sisters, this is Holy Friday, and we're going we're gonna to look at Holy Thursday because it goes into Holy Friday. This marks the end of a journey as our Lord Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, 
His very temple is destroyed with many benefits for we, his children, and for all of mankind. So we're going to begin now. Remember, all things are made possible by the Lord God Almighty, and through him we have the victory. And today marks a blessed reminder why we have this very opportunity. We'll begin our segment today with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Please give us this day our daily bread, but forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Please lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. On Holy Thursday, in an upper room, Jesus and his disciples shared their last supper. On this day, he washed their feet of the disciples, and he broke bread with them for the last time. We're going to now turn to John 13. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscarlot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from the supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel, and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, you are washing my feet. Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash your feet, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also wash my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but it is completely clean, and you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore he said, You are not all clean. So, he had washed their feet, taken his garments, and sat down. He said to them, do you, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, well, for I am. If then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example and you should do as I have done with you. Most assuredly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is he who sent greater than he who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but 
that the scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it comes, that when it does come to pass, you may believe that I am he. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who receives whomever I sin receives me. And he who receives me receives him who has sent me. When Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. And the disciples looked at one another perplexed, whom he spoke. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore mentioned to him to ask who it was whom he spoke. Then leaning back on Jesus' breast, he said, Lord, who is it? And Jesus answered, It is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscarlet, the son of Simon. Now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him. Then Jesus said to him, What you do, do quickly. But no one at the table knew for what reason he said this to him. For some thought, because Judas had the money box that Jesus had said to him, buy those things we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. Having received the piece of bread, he then went out immediately, and so it was night. So when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. Little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me, and, I, and as I said to the Jews, where I'm coming or where I'm going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. But by this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Peter Simon said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered, where I am going, you cannot follow me, but you shall follow me afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why cannot follow you? I will lay down my life for your sake. Jesus answered him, Will you lay down your life for my sake? Most assuredly, I say to you, the rooster shall not crow until you have denied me three times. We're going to continue. 14 John Now, let not your heart be troubled. You believed in God, believe in also me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you 
to myself, that where I am, there you may also be, and where I go, you know the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. And Jesus said to him, I have been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how long can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me and I am the Father and the Father in me or else. Believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, will do also, and greater than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep me, my commandments, and I pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Hallelujah. A little while longer, the world will see me, but more. But you will see me because I live. You will also live. And that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas Iscarlet said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him, and we will come to him, and we will make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the words which you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you, but while being present with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And bring you to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. 
Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you love me, you will rejoice because I said I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe, and I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, so I do. Arise and let us go from here. John 15. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. If you are ready, clean, because of the world, because of which I have spoken to you, abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. Unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. He who abides in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is weathered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, that your, your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I call you friends, for all things that I heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit shall remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give to you. These things I command you, that you love one another. And if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were in the world, the world would love its own. Yet, because you're not of the world, but I choose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the world that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecute me, they will persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. 
But all of these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no one else did, they would have no sin. But now they have seen and also hated both me and my father. But this happened that the word may, might be fulfilled, which is written in the law. They hated me without a cause. But when the helper comes, whom I send to you, the Father, the Spirit of truth, who precedes the Father, and he will testify of me. And you will also bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. So this is how a new commandment became, to love one another by Yeshua HaMashiach himself. In John 16, 17, the apostles question Yeshua about a little while, and then a, a little while you're not seeing me. Then he goes on to answer them in uh, John 16, 27, For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and believed that I came forth from God. I came forth from the Father, and I have come into the world again. I leave the world and go to the Father. His disciples said to him, See now, you are speaking plainly and using no figurative speech. I'm now going to read John 17. This is a very important prayer, and I want you to turn to John 17. Jesus spoke these words and lifted up his eyes into heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth, and I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I have with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they kept your word. They have known all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given them the words which you have given me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came forth from you. And they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but those whom you have given me. For they are yours, and all mine are yours, and yours are mine. I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name those who have given me, that they may be your, one of yours as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. 
But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that I might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but they should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me in the world, I have also sent them in the world. And for the sakes I have sanctified myself, that they may also be sanctified by the truth. I do not pray for these alone, but I also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they will also be in us. The world may believe that you sent me and glory which you gave me have given them and they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, that the, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I desire that they whom you have given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me. For you love me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you sent me. And I have declared to them your name, and will declare it, that they love with which you love me may be in them, and I in them. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. And after Jesus spoke these words, he and the disciples went to Gethsemane, to the gardens there. And it is here where Jesus prayed in agony. He says, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel came to strengthen Jesus in the garden. There he taught his disciples and us what to do when we come to the end of our own strength. And we need God to help us press on. Hallelujah. In Matthew 26, 31, Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. In Zechariah 13, 7. So this is a prelude to him knowing that the apostles are going to be in a situation where they're not going to be able to defend him, as we're going to see now in this next scripture. So now here in Matthew 26, 47. And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and gloves, came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now his betrayer had given them a sign, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one, says him. Immediately he went up to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. But Jesus said to him, Friend, why have you come? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. 
and suddenly one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword, struck the servant of the high priest, and cut off his ear. But Jesus said to him, Put your sword in its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he will provide me with more than twelve legions of angels? How then could the scriptures be fulfilled that it must happen thus? In that hour Jesus said to the multitudes, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to take me? I sat daily with you, teaching in the temple, and you did not seize me. But all this was done that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. And those who had laid hold of Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance to the high priest's courtyard, and he went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Now the chief priest, the elders, and all the council sought false testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. Even though many false witnesses came forward, they found none. But at last two false witnesses came forward and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. And the high priest arose and said to him, Do you answer nothing? What is it this man testify against you? But Jesus kept silent, and the high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, It is as you said, Nevertheless, I say to you, Hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes, saying, He has spoken blasphemy. What further need do we have of witnesses? Look, now you have heard his blasphemy. What do you think? They answered and said, He is deserving of death. Then they spat his face and beat him, and others struck him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy to us, Christ. Who is the one who struck you? Now Peter sat outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him, saying, You also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you are saying. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, This fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And a little later those who stood by came up and said to Peter, Surely you also are one of them, for your speech betrays you. Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus who had said to him, 
Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So he went out and wept bitterly. Now we continue on Matthew 27. When morning came, all the chief priests and elders of the people plotted against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? You see to it. Then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. But the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury because they are the price of blood. And they consulted together and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Therefore, that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the value of him who was prized, whom they of the children of Israel prized, and gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him, It is as you say. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they testify against you? But he answered him not one word, so that the governor marveled greatly. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, Whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, What then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said to him, Let him be crucified. Then the governor said, Why? What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, saying, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw 
that he could not prevail at all, but rather that a tumult was rising. He took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. And all the people answered and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. When they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! Then they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him, put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified. Now as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon, by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. And when they had come to a place called Golgotha, that is to say, place of a skull, they gave him sour wine mingled with gall to drink. But when he had tasted it, he would not drink. Then they crucified him and divided his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Sitting down, they kept watch over him there, and they put up over his head the accusation written against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and another on the left. And those who passed by blasphemed him, wagging their heads and saying, You who destroyed the temple and built it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priest also mocking with the scribes and elders said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he is the King of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now, if he will have him. For he said, I am the Son of God. Even the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him with the same thing. Now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there 
when they heard that, said, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and took a sponge filled with sour wine and put it on a reed and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then, behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two, from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, Truly this was the Son of God. And many women who followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, were there looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. Now when evening had come, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be given to him. When Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock. And he rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb and departed. So we're going to have a bit of reflection now. The two prisoners who were crucified alongside Jesus, one mocked him and the other one said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, truly, I will tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. You can find that at Luke 23, 39-43. Amidst the most cruel and unfair and unjust and painful death a human body could ever endure, Jesus chose to respond in a graceful way to the criminal beside him and care for his mother and his best friend. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple who he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son, and to the disciple, here is your mother, found in John 19, 25-27. As we just heard by the reading of Sister Yira, at noon, Jesus cried out, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit, and died. It was about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. In Luke 23, 44-46, we heard that Jesus was taken down from the cross, wrapped in linens, and placed in his tomb. This is what will come to the end of Good Friday. And this is where we end today in our series. We invite you to come again on Sunday when we are going to celebrate the resurrection of Yeshua HaMashiach. But I want you to also reflect on the enduring love that our Father had, that He put Himself, He subjected Himself 
to such harsh and cruel and inhumane treatment for the sake of our very lives. That is what Good Friday is about. It is about the Lord taking our place on that cross in Calvary and going to the end. He, the, he failed three times with a cross and he was assisted by Simon. In a sense, he was allowing Simon to partake in his final steps up to the, to the hill of Calvary, which he would face his ultimate death. It is also called Good Friday because Jesus, by his death, he became the final complete sacrifice for all of our sins. And we couldn't have erased our sins. Our hands would have been forever stained with every single sin for a lifetime. But Yeshua, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach broke the chains of death and sin. Glory be to God. Glory be to you, Father, in the highest of heaven. And we thank you and praise you for the works on the cross and your works on this earth. We look forward to seeing you on Sunday, as we've mentioned. And we would like to thank uh, GospelRiver.com for the following. The strife is over. The battle is done. You have been listening to Fruit of Thy Spirit Radio here on Royal King Notes Podcast. This has been our Holy Week special series. We're going to continue it on Sunday, April 4, 2021. Please join us there. Uh, thank you to Sister Yida for joining us. Thank you to all brothers and sisters who listen in today. God bless you. Happy pre-Sabbath day. Tomorrow is a Sabbath day. This is a Holy Sabbath day. And we're going to have Holy Sunday with the celebration of Yeshua HaMashiach's resurrection. We look forward to see you there. Thank you and God bless.